Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow! Hark! Hark! Triton! Hark! Bellow! Bid our father, the Sea King, rise from the depths full, foul in his fury. Black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with punch and slime. To choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with builds and brine and can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle shells, with slithering tentacle tail and steaming beard, take up his fell befinned arm. His coral tine trident screeches banshee like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye a bulging bladder no more. But a blasted bloody film now a nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to pick and claw and feed upon only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself. Forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, Forgotten even to the sea, for any stuff or part of Winslow, even any scantling of your soul is Winslow no more, but is now itself the sea. All right, have it your way. I like to cook it. All right, folks, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror, and tonight's episode is brought to you yet again by Omeo. Uh, Omeo, in case you haven't oh, heard, Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details, and Omeo will magically give you all of the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021, and best of all, Using Omeo saves you time and money, and that's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com, that's O-M-I-O.com, and use the code O-M-I-O-5 at checkout. It's only valid until July 31st, so you better get on that shit real quick. Get it's up on it. For new users only on all modes of transport, it's just the pick-me-up that 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply and remember, there is enchantment in the light. What? <laughs> what? Oh boy. What? 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 <laughs> what? 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 And away we go. <laughs> what is up? What is up, folks? Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike, and I am your host. Good to be here. Good to be heard. Good to be seen on uh, YouTube. Not really seen, but uh, you can, I guess, watch our episodes on YouTube. The good audio to be felt. Only good to be felt. But uh, yeah, I, uh, as always, I, I am not here alone. I'm joined by my esteemed co-hosts, my esteemed. esteemed shithead fellow co-hosts, uh, Andrew. And Kat, what's Hello. up, you two? Hello. What? What? 
What is up? Oh what, is what, up? Is what is up? What is up? Nothing. Can't it, help myself. It's about to, it is about to get fucking weird in here, baby. Oh, no. my God. Are we talking about a weird movie tonight? Face. There is enchantment in the light indeed. But uh, so what's been going on? How you guys been doing? What's new since Dude, the last time we been recorded? It's a while, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know why it's been so long. We took a little break. A little bit. Well, we, we took a little bit. one, and then we did the one reading episode. We and did then take we a little bit of a break. Yeah. But it's been a bit. Been a while. So this is the first episode that we've put out since we did our our, our attempt at a live read of the Raven. If you're listening to something. this and you listen to that, hopefully you enjoyed it and uh, you know you didn't laugh at us too hard and you had some fun while doing it. I think we had some fun while doing it as well. I had a fucking blast. Cat continues to uh, Snapchat us while we do our interest to our show, and I, I hate when she does it because the videos always come out so bad. I don't know why you're not even pointing. Because we're never even looking right at now. it. But so, uh, hello, but yeah. Hey, so in other news, I, I survived Las Vegas. I heard. I'm uh, back in one piece. And uh, safe to say my hellish stretch of three-week wedding chaos is over with. Now I have about two weeks until our uh, next wedding. Yes. Right, Kat? Correct. I think we have two weeks. A little of, less. A little yeah, less. a little bit less now at this point. But uh, we're, we're, you know, we have a little bit of time to like decompress and record some episodes. A lot of, I, mean, I, I, I can't complain because, again, no, ha- like you said, has been a lot of partying, uh, a lot of celebrating. <laughs> And it's nice to kind of like uh, just chill out for a little while. I think. Yeah. You know, why don't you, you, know, why some, you just spill your why beans, just spill your Mike? Beans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you guys been watching anything interesting lately? I know Kat and I have uh, followed up on a few things. We finished Fear Street. Yeah, we right? uh, we watched Fear Street Part Two and Fear Street Part Three. Andrew, did you watch any of the? Uh, the rest of the two movies? I have not. Okay. You know what? We didn't finish it, though. We have about 20 minutes left in Fear Street Part 3. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and, that. And uh, I, I, for one, I don't know how you feel about having seen the second and third movies. I haven't seen the end of the third movie quite yet. Um, I think they've gotten better as they've gone on. I think the second one was better than the first one, and I think the third one is actually better than both of the first two, to be honest with you. I don't, don't know what you say. think. I want to finish them before I pass judgment. Because mm. I still have 20 minutes left, and if there's some sort of good ending, then yeah. I might I might change my mind. Yeah, it's... Um, I want to see how they stick the landing, but I have an idea of where they're going to go. Um, but I, I'm very pleased having watched the second and third movies of the Fear Street series. And obviously, you know, we did an episode on Fear Street Part 1, which we all liked. To varying degrees, so I would say to you know you Andrew and anyone else out there listening, go check out the Fear Street series. They're all pretty pretty goddamn good. I thought about watching the other ones. Yeah, I would check it out for sure. I should. Yeah. <sighs> so we also got uh, the trailer for Malignant, which is the new James Wan horror movie. Did either of you guys see this? No, I have not. No, so I watched it. It actually looks uh, it looks pretty cool. Which I mean, pretty much anything James Wan does, you know, James Wan. If you're not familiar. He's done The Conjuring. He was the writer and director of the first Saw movie. He did Insidious. So yeah. it's the mind behind all of those movies. He's got a pretty good... I don't think reputation. he really has a bad movie, to be honest with you. And this is his new horror movie that's coming out in October. And it's an original story. Which, that holds a special place in my heart. Because I feel like everything these days is some sort of an adaptation of some sort of comic or story or something. And I like when people come up with original ideas. But, from a trailer... Looks pretty cool. Looks like it's a supernatural slasher type Ugh. movie. I oh, I like that. I always pass judgment. The supernatural thing is okay. I don't... It's not my favorite. 
you don't like ghost stories and I mean, like all that stuff? No, like I feel like mean, that's like, demons. I feel like that's not true at all. I feel like you like all of that stuff, and it scares. Well, the no, cat loves slashers. Cat loves slashers. But she likes real life like, scares. You like yeah. Conjuring? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. No. But I like wrong? like what Mike said. I like real life scares and like slasher films. Like real life scares scare me more than like aliens or monsters or like. But you see, that's the shit that I love. You don't think that like paranormal. Stuff could be. I real. haven't been. I haven't had an experience like I haven't been haunted no, by a ghost or anything. I mean, I make I things up in be. my head, absolutely, mm. but that's my own head. Well, obviously, not. Andrew has had some experience with that. Right. Makes you yeah. sound like an insane person when you say you want to make things up in your own head. No, I do make that's them scary. up. I'm saying I do make them up. Oh, so you say not you, that I. So, yeah. so you are insane. Yeah. Yes. My uh, experiences are based in reality because right. I've experienced them See, not I, something yeah. I make up in my insane head of myself right, exactly. which I right. can understand but that I is realize. much scarier because God only knows what you can make up in one's head mm. it could be all over the yeah. place yeah like that's scary right. I'm I've scared never for you. you yes you are making me scared for yourself yeah. I hear ye I every hear day, ye every day is hark 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 indeed uh, we also got another uh, quick 30-second trailer for the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, Catherine. I don't know if you saw this. No, I didn't. Um, so we're so basically, it's a it's a little 30-second commercial with Nandor walking around the vampire mansion wearing a VR headset, picturing himself being outside in the sun. Oh, my God, that's amazing. And he's just, like, bumping into shit in the mansion. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but it also dropped in that 30-second uh, teaser that we're getting a two-episode premiere of season three of What We Do in the Shadows. Nice. Uh, on September 2nd. Okay, yeah. that's soon. That's exciting. Real soon. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Six yeah. weeks away, five August weeks is, away. I know. My God, it's almost. It's about to be August, like yeah. this week. Which is I can't this wait week coming. for winter. I'm so sick of the heat. Stop it! <laughs> Shut up! You fucking for the Are birds. Are you serious? Yeah. Hold your tongue. Hold when your you work t- outside in the heat, hold your and tongue. Don't just go enjoy uh, the heat okay. by sitting at a beach. Uh. Then you can talk. Oh God. Fine. Fair. Hark. So yeah, those couple of things came out, and yeah, watch watch Fear Street, but. Uh, the only actual piece of news that I, I, I felt we should comment on that I saw uh, came out actually right right before we recorded this episode. So I think we talked about this on a prior episode, but uh, they're making a new Exorcist movie. And it's directed by David Gordon Green, who directed the Halloween reboot in 2018. Oh, DGD. DGD. Uh, and apparently he came out in the news and said that this is going to be, like Halloween 2018, a direct sequel to the original Exorcist and is going to not ignore <coughs> all the other sequels but make them, at some in some sense, canon. But it's going to basically be a sequel to the first movie. That's some fucking balls. It is. To, yeah. That's which, quite an endeavor. So props yeah. to him for even trying it. I hope it works out well. Yeah, I'm I sure have, we'll see even it. if it's bad, I still give him props because that's that takes some stones to just be yeah. like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? And make a remake, a uh, uh, follow up to is uh, The Exorcist, one of the yeah. best which is one of the best horror movies of all time. I mean, by by all accounts, most people say it's the scariest movie ever made. I don't, I so. don't think so either. But uh, in my childhood, it w- it scared me senseless. So I don't know. He has a tall task at hand, but you know. The 2018 Halloween sequel was very successful. Um, In case people haven't been listening, Mike, what do you find scarier than The Exorcist? What's your scariest movie? Real quick. Uh, so I think my, I mean, uh, what's scarier than The Exorcist? To you, to you, personally. Because everyone has a different... Mine's, mine's The Ring. 
Okay. Fair enough. Done. Because that doesn't have anything to do with the supernatural or ghosts, so I understand what you're saying. It's a those that things don't scare you. Literally, so I, I, literally, you just said the so, same movie. That you, <laughs> so to put to put me in my it, it, to to get people in my lane, I I think the three movies that I've seen where I was the most scared the first time I saw them, just one. I don't want three. No, I I'll, give, one. I'll, I'll give you no, an idea. One. Just one. Your Jaws. Top. Jaws. Jaws. Fair enough. Sharks. The Descent. No, no, no. No and more aliens. So, big scary monsters. Yep. Exactly. Scary monsters and nice sprites. So, right? as we Post all know, yes. I don't <laughs> judge <laughs> movies based off of how scary they are to me mm-hmm. because nothing scares me. You can't scare me. Right. I don't get scared. Except for... Tough guy. There's... And, I, and when I say that this is the scariest movie to me does not mean that this is my favorite horror movie. Phantasm. Already said this. Nope. That movie's not scary. Texas Chainsaw. That movie's awesome. No, The Strangers. Strangers is very scary. That movie scares the piss out of me because that is what happens probably more often than not. Yeah. Some fucking weirdos come to your house and just murder you. And just murder you for no reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that terrifying? No, yes. the yeah. ring is so that yeah. weird creature. That what I will, what I will say, no. it, okay. we're talking about the Exorcist sequel here. Um, Linda Blair is still alive, who played Reagan in The Exorcist. She's um, like the grandmother in this. I don't know, but I think it's not off the table that we might see her returning for this movie. It's like, too bad she's not dead, because then she could be the demon that comes back and like scares everybody. Well, I'm glad she's alive, but. Uh, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> no. you you mean her character or the, the yeah the person? Like, in reality. Like, <laughs> just mean, really hard. All right. Like, that would be All terrifying. Right. Fair enough. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see I guess, I guess we'll see what happens with this uh, Exorcist sequel, but that was the, the most noteworthy uh, piece of news that I saw over the last uh, couple of days. And it actually just happened to break right before we started recording. So Breaking news! Yeah, brought to you by America's... Hometown, Hometown horror. horror. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be brought to you no. by Shine Through Window. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's that's what I got for news. Are you guys ready to get weird and talk about uh, tonight's topic? Yes. I'm ready to get real weird. Oh, I have it's, notes. It's going to get weird. I'm good. All right. I'm ready. What? All right. So at this point, that means you know we're going to start talking about the, topic uh, the 2019 movie, or dare I say the 2019 film, because this is very clearly a film. Uh, courtesy of A24 Studios. One of the top films of all time. If I, we're talking film. Film. If we're talking film, are we talking film? Uh, I believe we are. We're talking yeah, film. Sure. Top yep. films yes. of all time. So that's how you should preface it. You think this is one of the top films of all time? Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. It's, wow. it's up there with... Every, I'm not saying horror movies. I'm just saying movie for movie. This movie hits it on every fucking gear. Am I wrong? I think it's safe to say that this is a... Can you name two better actors in one movie? I mean, I gotta think about it. I feel like... Um, okay, Rear Window? I mean, Once Upon a Time in Rear Hollywood had a great cast. Rear Window? Who's in Rear Window? I don't know. I James don't Stewart I mean, I don't and... Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Two of the best actors. I'm saying, movie for movie, best acting in one movie. Like, there's no other actors. This movie needs no other Tom actors. Tom Hanks and Wilson. I would say <laughs> Tom Hanks and Wilson is a top... I thought you were going to say Turner and Hooch. No! But you can go with that. I mean, Turner and Hooch works, too. Turner and Hooch. You know they're making awesome. a new Turner and Hooch series for Disney I don't want to see by it, the way. because who's going to be in that? Yeah. It's uh, apparently Jonah some... Jonah Hill and some, some, some fucking... Dude, some uh, dude that's playing... Corey? Uh, some dude that's playing the son of Tom Hanks' character in Turner and Colin Hooch. Hanks? No, not Colin Hanks. The son of Tom Hanks' Because he's really weird in that Dexter series. Yeah. Oh, he's in Dexter? Wait. Yeah, yeah. he's one what? of the ki- serial killers in... 
Colin Hanks is one of the main characters in a series with, um, what's his name? In Dexter? Uh, uh, season, it's before the Trinity Killer. Um, okay, hold on. I, I need to look this up. Oh, okay. he's really good, and he's being mentored by some uh, very religious person. Okay. And it's a very famous actor. He's got pop marks all over his face. Dexter. He's like Spanish descent. Okay. Oh my God! Yeah, he was in Dexter. Yeah, Who, I know. Hold on. Who was the other guy? What was the, what was the other guy's? What was the other main villain's I, name? I don't remember Dexter. It's you have the Wikipedia. No, page I just have Colin up. Hanks up here. Oh. All right. Um, well, keep to, to to go off your point, I think this movie does more with less than about any movie of the last ten years. And when I say less, I don't mean the acting. I just mean it's a minimalist movie. There are pretty much two actors the pretty, entire time. Pretty high budget, though. Uh, yeah. Well, for a minimalist movie. It looks great. It sounds great. Visually It's acted perfect. great. It's written great. I mean, this is a fantastic movie. And, it, it, again, a film. So, you went, film. This, you went through this in, like, your top 20 movies of all time, regardless of genre. I mean, I'm not... I don't know if I'm ready to put it there yet, but... 20? 20? 20? 20? I mean, 20. That's, what? That's high company. High company. 20. So, of course, we're talking about The Lighthouse, a 2019 film directed by Robert Eggers. And I know we already started kind of giving our thoughts on this, so let's just talk about our overall thoughts on this movie. I know, uh, Andrew, you and I have seen this multiple viewings. Kat, you saw this for the first time the other I day. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you thought about this movie? I honestly was um, <clears throat> blown a away. Bit, a little bit blown away. <laughs> Afraid? To be honest. I was. <laughs> See? Um, awesome. Love it's it. dark, it's nuts. Um, you have to absolutely have the subtitles on when you watch it. Uh, the yep. sound effects, the score is amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. I love the way it was shot. I love that it's in like a water setting. Like, cause I mean, water. I, I love always, water. I'm I, so thirsty yeah, all I the mean, time. I'm like, water. It's, I've been <laughs> around scared. water all my life. Like the ocean, I guess. I'll be more specific. I. Yar. Hark. Yar. I liked, I liked everything. I mean, honestly, everything about it. It was awesome. Like it knocked yeah. it out of the park. I was, I was. Cat, can I just happy. say. You've come so far. <laughs> you have, like, let go of your idiot takes of the past. <laughs> and finally... Have I made up for it with this episode? Finally, <laughs> you totally finally redeemed, redeemed yourself. Wow. You've come so far. You have said the dumbest things I've ever heard possible on a podcast. And yet now... Today, I none of those, myself. None, none of those even matter. matter. Because you actually like a good movie. Andrew's and that makes so me so fucking right excited. Oh. Thank you so much. For not being such a stick in the mud. Oh, oh, it is. Oh, don't get man. too excited. And you know what? Come on. Most people probably hate this fucking movie. No, I don't think so. I, don't I think people like it because. Oh, it is. Come on, come on, come on. You have stop, to. You stop. have to. You have to be able to find a certain level of pretentiousness inside yourself to enjoy this movie. Because oh, this absolutely. movie is super pretentious. <laughs> it's super fucking riddled with just dumb dialogue, Again, a, which a, is great a, dialogue. A film. This is a film. A film. It's yeah. a film. When I say a film, I mean a film. So, I have an ability to find inside my inside my idiot self yep. a certain pretentious viewing of certain movies. Yep. Which is why I can like this movie. I feel like you have to be willing to get outside of your normal, in-the-box type of movie. Like, yeah, there's comedies, there's dramas, there's horrors, 
There's then, then there's films. This is a film. This oh, is absolutely. a movie that does not belong. You cannot box this movie in. You cannot pick what this movie is. It's not a psychological thriller. It's not a horror movie. It's not a comedy. It's not a dark comedy. It's not a drama. It's not any of that fucking shit. It's not a historical fucking reenactment of anything. But it is. And what? It is. Yes, it is. All in the same. It is every movie that you've ever wanted to watch is all in one. It's everything. It's a perfect movie. This movie fucking slaps. We slap. You kind slap. Of- <laughs> slap. That's my ass. That movie fucking slaps. Otis agrees. So it's actually, you, you took the question right out of my mouth. So, like, is this a horror movie? It's a genreless movie. You cannot genre I agree. It's very artistically shot. And that, I feel like, and it is a dra- I feel like it's a drama, and it's very a comedy with horror elements. I feel like this movie is pretty comedic. It's you, yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Bro, guy's jerking off to a Scrimshaw mermaid. Yeah, exactly. I find that funny. Yeah. For some reason in my sick, twisted mind, I find that funny. Okay. But, all right, tis me. So, ye Winslow. Hark! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Otis. Well, Otis Hark. Otis is here. <laughs> Otis is here, too, by the way. Uh, fish, uh, he's pissed that I didn't mention him at the Spooky Hound Dog. Follow him on Instagram. Um, I think, in my personal opinion... Uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe deliver the two best performances in a in a horror movie or a horror-ish movie in recent memory. Memory, they're both phenomenal, and I think the only other like if I I, I really racked my brain before I wrote this, and I was trying to think of like performances in horror movies over the last 10, 20 years or so, and I, I really could over the last ten, let's say. I could come up with two performances that were close to this in terms of the acting ability. One of them was Tony Collette in Hereditary, which yeah. uh, we did an episode on that. Go back and listen to that. That movie is also phenomenal. Another A24 horror movie, by the way. And the other one was uh, Lapita Nyong'o in Us. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was phenomenal in that. She got yeah. like Academy Awards oh, for that. No, nah, she should have been nominated. She was she not. She should not? She was not. To not what? Not what? 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 Oh, my gosh. What? Enough <laughs> with the what's. Um, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think these two are hitting so above, so above, not not, not above their pay grade, but no, they are they're like. They're pay graded. They're yeah. top of the pay. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. You're talking about. Can That's, we not like, was, get into that, like, okay. misnomer like, if that I they're not say, like these big paid actors? Andrew, they're huge actors Andrew, in the acting field. If I can say that was not the correct phrase that what? I'm looking for. <laughs> Stop the what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to slap across the face. These are, these are two capital A actors. Acting at the peak of their ability. And they absolutely take this movie to the sky. I think. From my yeah. opinion. Can you can, okay, so can you think of a better performance given by Robert Pattinson? No. 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 Nope. No. What else is he in? <laughs> no. He's in a bunch of stuff. I mean I've seen some of his indie <laughs> movies. Did you ever see you ever see Good what? Time? Good Time um, High Life or uh uh, those movies are good with him in it. Did you ever see Water for Elephants with Reese Witherspoon? No, um, I did I see. To see that, I, I did see. Um, That's his best dramatic performance. I watched the Netflix I movie. Wait, this. I can't wait to see him be Batman. I can't either. I'm oh so my god, he's going to be so that. good because he's such a phenomenal actor. So he's actually said in interviews that his voice for Batman in the upcoming Batman movie was inspired by Willem Dafoe's voice in oh, this movie. Oh, interesting. I fucking love that because Willem Dafoe, yeah. let's just talk about Willem Dafoe for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Let's, let ye name a better Willem Dafoe movie. 
I mean, you can give me close comparisons, but there isn't one. I think so Platoon not, is a better movie than this, but he's uh, not better the best role, part better of role. Platoon. He's a, he has a better role in this movie, I think. Let me he's, name. He's <laughs> so good. But he did get nominated for an Academy Award for Platoon, obviously. But he's Platoon's a, he's a, a great su- movie, but this is... He's a supporting character This is in the that, only right? genre so, like, that I wouldn't put The Lighthouse into. It's like a, a war, no, of course historical, not. No, 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 definitely whatever you want to fucking call it. So, um, other than that... I, th- I think this movie also firmly establishes Robert Eggers, the director, as one of the best young horror directors to watch, along with Ari Aster and Jordan Peele. I mean... So this is you know what I like this about is Robert Eggers' though, second movie. Yeah, first one being The, the Witch, yeah. which we also covered, which is also phenomenal. The Witch. So the this bitch. is this is exactly the what bitch. I'm talking about. They they don't they those three uh, directors you just named Eggers, Peel, Aster, Aster. Yep. None of them. Just uh, mm, uh, what's the word? Compartmentize themselves. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, or go. just stick themselves in one genre. Sure. None of them are just horror. None of them are just comedic. Comedic. None of them are just drama. They just do a great way of encompassing everything that makes a movie, which is what I love about their movies is that they. Yeah. It's not. It's not a horror movie, but it is. So it's I feel not like, a comedy. I feel like, but it is. So Robert Eggers and Ari Aster definitely hit more within the horror genre. I feel like Jordan Peele is more of a comedy horror. But it's us, still, us was, that's us a was horror funny, movie. But that like, movie was horrifying. Yeah, that's a horror movie, oh, but yeah. it isn't. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what also makes funny. them so good. And uh, you, you think, t- take, into, take into account the fact that Jordan Peele is also com- a comedian that's now directing horror movies, which, by the way, Chris this was Rock also a thing I, fr- I forgot to bring up in the news. Um, the name of the new Jordan Peele movie that's coming out uh, was released the other day. It's called Nope. That's nope. Just nope. Nope. Cap- exclamation point? Question uh, No exclamation point. Period. Just nope. Comma? Just nope. N-O-P-E. Nothing. No punctuation afterwards. <laughs> so it's just... It's a new horror movie no. from Jordan Peele. And actually, uh, Kat, you can look it up if you want to. I forget who's in the cast, but the cast sounds awesome. Um, oh, I will watch everything he makes. Ever. Without yeah, of question. Course, of course. I don't care how bad yeah. it is, because it's going to be good. You can tell yeah, me it's bad. Of course. But, of course. but back to The Lighthouse. I think it looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful with the music and the language, even though it's tough to understand. This is, again, like you said, Kat... A perfect movie to watch on subtitles. I know Andrew's been beating the watch every movie on, movie on subtitles I drum. I dig it though. And ever. this brings you to that and realization. It is, a, it is a perfect depiction of a descent into absolute oh. madness. Madness. Yes. Insanity. Gives us a great new catchphrase to yell after ripping some shots. Monkey pump! What? Oh God, I love that what? 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 Like, Are you talking what? about me? My opinion like, is, is this, this movie, even though it was originally, uh, we'll get to this, originally the idea was to have it based on an Edgar Allan Poe story called The Lighthouse. Shout out to our last episode about The Raven. Go listen to it if you haven't yet. Um, this obviously draws inspiration from the stories of H.P. Lovecraft. Lots of H.P. Lovecraft stories are about descending into madness. And I think this is about one or two scenes away with some tentacles or some Cthulhu or something <coughs> to be the best Lovecraftian horror movie ever 
made. Can I tell you put you that in there? Thing? It'd be it. Can I just say one yeah, thing? Yeah, sure. Like I understand that they it was meant to be based off a very short story by Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. which it wasn't. But yep. this is essentially one or two shots away from being an Edgar Allan Poe story too. Yep. It's the perfect cross between Edgar Allan Poe and Lovecraft. And Lovecraft. Yeah. Which is what makes it fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's so dark, it's so dreary, yet it has that science this fiction is a, this element is, to this it. This is about it's as dark such a, a good movie as oh, I've yeah, seen. This movie is fucked. This movie, is fuck. this movie makes movie. you feel super unsettled yeah. the whole time. I never feel comfortable watching this movie. This is the, equi- this is the, <laughs> the equivalent of a cold shower. Anymore. Yeah. This yeah. is equivalent of, I want to possibly... Jump off a cliff. Kill myself. Yeah. yeah, because <laughs> this movie—it's—it's it's one of those movies that you uh, watch yeah. and you yep. have never Absolutely. felt more uncomfortable yep. in your life. Yeah, which is why I 100% recommend this movie. I agree. Because most people <laughs> haven't felt uncomfortable, and that's the problem. All right, you need to be uncomfortable. Cool. We're gonna talk some uh, 2019 horror movies. That's the year it came out, 2019. Yes. Right. Which ones Sweet. came out? Let's see. All right, so I pulled up my personal rankings for 2019 horror movies in my letterboxed, and here's what I had. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Just just to give you guys an idea of some of the other stuff that came out this year, and actually, 2019 was a fantastic year for movies. Um, we have one movie in 2019 that we covered on a podcast. Okay. Anyone, anyone want to guess what it is? 2019. Correct. Two years ago. Midsummer. Halloween. Uh, Midsummer. We did not cover. Halloween came oh, out we in 2018. didn't cover. Wait, we've never covered Midsummer. Nope. We just talked about Are our you? dislike for it on several occasions. Sure. We've never covered what? it. No. What? 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 We're not covering that I movie ever. I think we should have someone else right. on, okay. or, or right. one or two right. people on, like in addition to us that actually likes Midsummer. All right. So that we could have it. Audet. Audet likes Midsummer. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Okay. Can we I just yell at him the whole time? No. All right. No. Children. All right. All right. Sorry, Dad. The 2019 movie that we have covered is also my personal favorite movie of 2019, and that is Doctor Sleep. It is an all-time classic. A fantastic sequel to The Shining, a fantastic movie in general. Fits perfectly within the Kubrick movie and the Stephen King novel. Perfect. Uh, also came out in 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which you still have not seen. That That's was my number number two movie of the year. I think it has horrorish elements. Yeah. I do. Manson stuff, yeah, like, Charles Manson family stuff. It's 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 okay. okay. I'm, I'm just taking, I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand. Okay. Also came out in 2019, Us. That's my number three ranked movie. Uh, number four, It Chapter Two, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, it. I never said two. I didn't like It Chapter Two. Uh, I loved It Chapter Two. Cat did not. So no, Kat's you can love it all you want. It's mediocre at mm-hmm. best doesn't make me stupid for thinking that I don't think it's bad is it better than us negative I have a cartoon movie ranked at number five that would be uh, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which is everything I've ever wanted my entire life um, that's not one a thing, movie oh, oh, hold on, I, I'm hold just on. saying what my <coughs> rankings like, nerd yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, <coughs> you, nerd. Andrew, we do a movie <laughs> podcast about horror movies. We're all nerds. Newsflash. Am I? Um, at number six, The Lighthouse. This movie, in my personal opinion. Yes, number six. Six? Hmm? Six. Wow. six. So, first off, that is a stacked fucking. Okay, all of those movies that I said rank. before, I personally like better than The Lighthouse. But I, I'll oh. put it this way. If it's five, I also have about five another ten poker, movies after this, if, if you'd if, like to hear no, what I have to say. Really no, don't. because once you get past <laughs> this, if this is your sixth, once you get past my first five hands in poker it's in there all right so uh ready for some facts before we go to our uh categories yeah sounds good all right excellent so 
Uh, Andrew, we mentioned this before. This story is very loosely based on the... Oh, actually, no, this one we didn't mention before. Very loosely based on a real-life tragedy from 1801 called uh, the Smalls Lighthouse Tragedy in which two Welsh lighthouse keepers, both named Thomas, uh, became trapped on their lighthouse station during a storm. Uh, one man died, and it has been said that this caused the other man to be driven mad. Uh, some other influences for this story uh, were seafaring literary classics excuse me, by authors Herman Melville from, you know, obviously Moby Dick. Yeah. Big Robert, old Moby Robert, Dick. Robert Louis Stevenson. <laughs> and, of course, as we already mentioned, the supernaturally tinged cosmic horror tales of H.P. Lovecraft. Howard Phillips Lovecraft. Um, and also, although the final story bears little resemblance, uh, re oh my God, resemblance, Praise. resemblance, uh, the film began as an attempt by uh, the writer to create a, a contemporary take on the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Lighthouse. Uh, obviously, it ended up not being a direct adaptation of that story. It evolved into something of its own. But you know that's that's where these and you mentioned you you can feel the Poe influence still here. a Poe influence. Like you can feel the you influence can, from you all can that say stuff, it's not a right? Poe influence, like, but if that was part of your influence at some yeah. point, then it's going to be a. I can influence. see all of that. By the way, I can feel the Lovecraft. I can feel the Herman Melville in there. Like I feel like uh, Defoe's character is pretty such much a Captain prototypical Ahab fucking. Pirate yeah. E. Yeah, I feel like he is no, he is essentially a time. living, breathing walking version of, of the pirate captain character from like the Simpsons yeah. and also Family Guy. Oh, like, same person. Yeah, same person. So. But he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously, and we mentioned this before, this movie is directed by Robert Eggers. It's his second feature film, which is incredible. The other uh, film being The Witch or The Vavitch. Uh, go listen to our, our episode on The Witch if you haven't listened to it already. Uh, we also mentioned in that episode that Robert Eggers is from New Hampshire. He's a New Englander. And you can feel the New England influence in his films because both of his major films take place in New England. The Witch takes place in Massachusetts. The Lighthouse takes place somewhere in New England in an undescribed, uh, undistinct location yeah, somewhere. I, looked, I, looked I can tell you, I can tell you one thing. There's one thing that people can never say about Robert Eggers. It's that he doesn't know how to inspire tone. Yeah, He has the best ability at just portraying tone the tone of every movie he does is so perfectly established that it's in it in and of itself it makes you respect that movie even more regardless of what the movie has to offer and they're both great movies but his tone is unprecedented yeah agree yeah so we talked about the new england influence of this movie otis please come on come on come on come on Make me do less editing, buddy. Uh, despite this movie taking place in New England, it was filmed entirely in uh, Cape Fortune, Nova Scotia, in uh, very real, very terrible weather conditions. Do you know what oh, Nova Scotia know. means? I do not know what Nova Scotia means. What does it mean? I don't either. Uh, but what? I would assume that it means. I would assume that it means New Scotland. 
Okay. So, um, New England, New Scotland. I would assume that that's what that means. That's my guess. Well, somebody should Scotia, I have no okay. idea. Nova, New. But essentially, uh, when they were filming this movie, they, they, had to, uh, they had to face freezing temperatures, cold Atlantic water, intense winds, snow, yeah, rain. Uh, Nailed it! Wow, great Sun. job. What a yes! And there was also uh, no no trees on the island they were filming on, so there was nothing to shield them from these elements, right? So they were exposed to these elements throughout the shoot. Uh, during the shoot of this movie, three different nor'easters blew across Cape Fortune uh, during various stages of the production. And then much of the film was shot in real weather elements, as we mentioned. So rain and wind machines weren't needed most of the time, with uh, Eggers stating that, quote, the most crazy and dramatic stuff that we shot was for real. Uh, the crew for this movie actually had to film the scene where, you know, the scene where Robert Pattinson's character goes into the water and essentially up Trying to, to get on neck. the lifeboat. Yep. yep. So uh, he basically, they had to wait until the weather settled down because they were afraid they might actually lose him to a riptide. So they were, like, uh, afraid that he might get sucked under and drowned. <laughs> which you is imagine? Just, so, like, a, a lot of the weather in this movie is real, which is pretty cool. Like, it's, it's tough to capture that kind of thing. And I know, like, so you were talking about you watched the new season Jurassic of the movies Park, that made yeah. us with Jurassic Park. And they Jurassic did the Park, same thing. Like, same they thing. took yeah. that into it. There was a hurricane with 150-mile-per-hour yep. winds that hit that island in Hawaii while yep. they were there. Yeah. And it ripped apart buildings. Yeah. And crazy. Steven Spielberg took one of the Karen guys out and was like, Let's do it. Willie, we're right filming now. this. Right? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I mean, like, what are you, yeah. insane? But it worked out, and look at what it made. So we talked a lot about the acting in this can movie. I, can I say something? So of was course. it like how much was CGI? How much was like real filmed? Like uh, I think I think pretty much everything was real. I don't think there was very much CGI in this movie. I don't I don't have it in front of me. I, but it didn't look like it was nothing. It nothing was CGI. Maybe like, maybe the mermaid. Maybe well, like yeah, maybe, I mean, but that, that could have be been practical edited. effects too. I mean, yeah, that was a real actress, and she yeah. probably had a fucking a suit on at that point. It's all been natural. Why are you going to use... I mean, yeah. Why are you going to do CGI at yeah. that point? That seems no. like an unnecessary expense. No, she could have makeup and stuff in a suit. Like, I mean, That's you what just I'm saying. Why yeah. would you use no. CGI at that Absolutely point? Not. You've done this perfect film yeah. to this point. Why ruin it? Right. To me, like Mike said, a film involves no CGI. As soon as you put CGI in it, it's not a film anymore. It's a movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Maybe fair enough. Except if it's like Jurassic Park. So obviously, yes. we, we talked a lot about the acting, and the two main actors in this movie are Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, I think turning in career best performances at least. 100%. At least for Pattinson, probably for both, in oh, my yeah. opinion. I, but, yeah. um, they were amazing. They put a lot of preparation into these roles. Some crazy things. Here's a few of those things, okay? Uh, they both stated that they barely spoke a word to each other on set and were too exhausted to hang out together after a day of shooting because filming was so physically demanding due to the miserable weather conditions. Okay, Pattinson apparently stayed at a normal hotel with the rest of the film crew. <laughs> of course, uh, Willem Dafoe had to one-up him and stayed in a little fisherman's cottage uh, <laughs> in solitude the entire time to pretty much put himself in that makes character. sense sure. to me totally like if you were gonna, if you were going to do this yeah. you would fucking you kind of need to be in your own i can understand that yeah, as if you're going to play a career best yeah. performance in a movie yeah. where you're a psychopath in solitude maybe you should be in solitude yeah here's something that's insane okay so we did this earlier right the scene where willem dafoe's character has the monologue when he puts the curse on pattinson okay where he's yelling at him, Hark, Triton, Hark, when he's uh, basically Pattinson's complaining about not liking Willem Dafoe's cooking of the lobster. 
was done in one single take. Wow. That's it. One That's take. Incredible. And according to uh, Robert Eggers, Willem Dafoe didn't blink for over two minutes while he was doing that monologue and that scene. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, right that sounds like an that. insane person I know. doing uh, that. Which I mean, because who is. can even read that? I know. Crazy. I mean, Im- imagine you read that, right? Imagine trying oh, to memorize he, that. Yeah, and I read, read that once, and while acting and not blinking with crazy eyes. How many months did he have to do that? I don't know. I have no idea. You just I mean, read that. But imagine she just read so that for time and time he, again. If he didn't do it in one take. Yark, so, you just fucking go with yeah. it, though. It'd be so hard If it's cut, perfect at some point, you just keep going with it. Yeah. yeah. But Willem Dafoe is a mm-hmm. phenomenal actor. Does that surprise right. anybody? No. Not at all. Uh, Robert Eggers said that Robert Pattinson also was equally intense on the set of this movie. <laughs> Here's a direct quote from Robert Eggers, okay? Regarding Robert Pattinson. Quote, Sometimes he'd beat himself in the face so bad, <laughs> or when it was raining through the cottage roof, Rob was drinking the rainwater in between takes. He also spun around in circles a lot. That was helpful for him. <laughs> or he'd stick his fingers down his throat to make himself gag. Stuff like that. Oh, this wow. is the type That's, of sicko This shit. is why this movie is so good. Because they just go all out. And These that's are- you... Capital A actor. How are you else going to play that role? I know, like, I know. you got to go fucking yeah. balls to the walls. Mm-hmm. So props to them. That's, again, why this is a film and not a movie. It's yeah. a film. Well, that's why some of the best movies with the best actors, like Heath Ledger with The Joker, you get in, you get in your own yeah. head. Method, I mean, method acting, sure. It's like you you go so hard and you do an amazing job, but sometimes it takes yeah. a toll on yeah. you. Know, they should be proud of themselves. For so uh, apparently uh, Willem Dafoe learned how to knit for this role. <laughs> cool. <laughs> right. And uh, apparently knitting. they both took dancing lessons. So that they could dance with each other in that Cheers. one scene. Both nice. took dancing lessons. Uh, Robert Pattinson also took classes on how to roll cigarettes. So he could roll his own cigarettes for this movie. And, uh, yeah, regarding the accents, that's also a pretty important They're part of this movie, muffled, I think. Yeah, I like. yeah, I think so. But uh, So Pattinson's, Pattinson's accent in this movie is based on a very specific area of Maine farming dialect. Yeah, it's okay. a very weird. It's yeah, I can you see can that. hear you can hear like the echoes of a Boston accent in yeah, Pat's very yeah. a little bit, yeah. like a New England accent, what have you. And uh, Willem Dafoe's is basically the jargon of Atlantic fishermen and sailors of the time, which again sounds like the sailor Killed character it. from The Simpsons and, and Family Guy. Like right. it's, yeah. a, it's like it's like a fucking. Those are a parody of this type of character. So, uh, despite this movie being as good as it is, it was only nominated for one Academy Award, and that would be for Best Cinematography at the 2019 Oscars. Which it should have won. Yeah, should it, it, I, uh, I don't know if it won. I, it I, didn't. It was, it was nominated. It was nominated. So, And, of course, the one final fact or question that everyone has been waiting for us to answer, the audio of Willem Dafoe's farts in this movie was added in post-production. <laughs> yep. I heard about that. <laughs> awesome. That's why we'll, weren't real we'll farts. Get, we'll get to like more thoughts later. So apparently, more from, farts later. No, more I want to get into this. I want to yeah. get into. So apparently, <laughs> from, uh, from from what I was <laughs> able, what I was able to find, Otis, thank you. Uh, none, none of the fart sounds originated in a, sign, a sound library, so they weren't like repurposed farts. They were created practically. And uh, sound designer Damien Volpe stated that he won't reveal uh, how he created the sounds of the farts and that he will take that secret to his grave. So those fart sounds, uh, we may never know how they were actually created. 
Put your phone on vibrate. I'm going to put you on vibrate. Put that. <laughs> hey, so this is at the point now that we've done, we're done with facts. Like, every so often, we, uh, we, if a movie warrants such discussion, we talk about the analysis of a movie and what the deeper meaning of a movie might actually be. We've uh-huh. done this with a few of these movies, and I think this is definitely one of those movies that warrants that type of discussion, okay? Because there's a lot here. There's a lot here. So according to Robert Eggers, who again is the director of the movie, uh, the two lead characters, Wake and Winslow, uh, represent figures in Greek mythology. Wake represents Proteus, an old prophetic sea god who was called the, quote, old man of the sea. Uh, Winslow, who is, uh, is Robert Pattinson's character, represents Prometheus, who was a titan and trickster figure who essentially defies the gods by stealing fire, which is represented by the light in the lighthouse. Okay. Gotcha. The final shot of the seagulls swarming over Winslow's body and pecking at his insides as he lies helplessly on the rocks resembles that uh, of the Greek mythological tale of Prometheus. Okay, I don't know okay. that one. <clears throat> so basically in Prometheus, the Greek gods uh, took fire away from humans as a punishment for disobeying them. Then uh, Prometheus stole the fire back to give the valuable gift back to mankind. The gods were outraged by Prometheus' theft of the fire, and so they punished Prometheus by chaining him helplessly to a rock, where each day a different eagle was sent to eat Prometheus's liver, which would then grow back overnight to be eaten again. Ugh. Love it. And so on forever. What a great tale. Right? That's awful. Winslow, who is, again, Pattinson's character, Ephraim Winslow, Ephraim Howard Winslow, uh, he displays an Oedipal fixation on his boss, Thomas, Willem Dafoe's character, given his simultaneous, simultaneous, simultaneous fear and admiration of him. Pattinson actually commented on this, on their father-son dynamic in the film, and he said, quote, I was pretty conscious of how I wanted the relationship to come across in a lot of ways. He sort of wants a daddy. Seems to make sense when you think about it, right? As the film progresses, Winslow is increasingly, quote, looking for Willem Dafoe's validation as both a boss and as a father figure. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, <laughs> I think it's safe to say this movie is uh, very homoerotic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny, when you guys were first talking, sorry to interrupt what? you. Mm-hmm. When you were first talking about this movie, I was thinking to myself, I was like, am I going to be watching a movie where like two men are masturbating looking at each other saying monkey could have happened because that's kind of what i was imagining and it didn't happen (laughs) so i was like okay well at least i prepared myself for something that didn't actually happen but would have been equally as i mean there's a lot of weird kind of scenes in this movie that i'm just kind of like make you feel like what andrew said it makes you feel uncomfortable it's very unsettling so i mean it's very unsettling like as it should be so i wasn't really sure what i was getting myself into it always feels like uh winslow and waker about one scene from from fucking each other right it feels like broke back mountain if they had only just boned each other it would have i was kind of waiting for Mm -hmm. that to happen like i thought that that was gonna happen yeah at a lot of points. Mm-hmm. That's why, and then I never did, and I was like, "Oh, well, okay." 
You put your hope in the ocean, did ye? Well, he's like, you don't know, like my lobster. I'm like, is that a nickname for a penis? Like, no, yeah, <laughs> the, like, the lighthouse like, is. Like, I, I, I understand why the whole, like, the, whole, the whole structure of the lighthouse is a phallical <laughs> penis. I understand. Well, and then yeah. means that, a big that's fat a, that's penis. A, that's a perfect segue, Andrew, because uh, when asked to describe the lighthouse, uh, Robert Eggers used the same choice of words pretty much in every interview, and, and I quote. Nothing good can happen when two men are trapped alone in a giant phallus. <laughs> there you go. Yep, there a big old fucking cock. Uh, How's that big dick? Right? How's yep. that big dick treating you? Yep, oh, it's a big old God. fucking dick. Otis, come on, will you? Jesus Christ. All right, so uh, before we get into our categories, which is what's coming up next, just a reminder that tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo, by the way, is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Omeo. Just enter your travel details, and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. And best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head over to omeo.com. Again, that's O-M-I-O.com and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. This offer is only valid until July 31st, so get your fucking ass in gear and book that trip. And it's only for new users uh, on all modes of tran- all modes of transport. Ooh, all modes of transport. Ooh. It's just the pick-me-up that 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Ready for some categories? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Cat. The cat category. We will start with you. As always, Catherine, did you find this movie to be scary? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, being stuck in solitude with one other person that you don't even know for how long? I mean, how long was it? Couple weeks. I feel like it's up. It's up. It's up for debate. Couple weeks. I think it's two weeks. Wakes. Wakes. Character. Two weeks. Even says it. How long have we been on this rock? Two days. Five weeks. Help me to recollect. Right. You know. Because I was like, it was supposed to be four (laughs) weeks, and then they said so and so is not coming because of the storm, and then split it down the middle is my guess. Yeah. Do you think like two weeks? I think it's two weeks max. Total. You think? You know how quick you can go insane on a fucking rock with some other guy that you're just drinking turpentine and honey with? Yeah. How yeah. Ins- how quick do you... Th- how long do you think it take before you go insane? Yeah. I would yeah. last like eight days. I don't know how long I'd last. <laughs> you wouldn't last because you've never been in that No, I'd be terrified. So eight days would... is a long time. Yeah. Okay. I would imagine Well, so. I mean, in Naked and Afraid, they're like, what, 20... That weird show that's not real. Based Naked and Afraid, the reality show. Yeah, Kat loves that show. I not love so Naked weird. and Afraid. Not, nothing, it's it's not real. I'm naked and it's afraid. It's all fake. It's all staged. So um, okay. Yeah, you just I, called it a reality show. It is a reality show. All right, Andrew. So you kind of waxed po- poetically yeah, here about how much you love this movie. Did you find this movie to be scary, disturbing? Scary? Can no. you elaborate? Because um, nothing scares you. Yes, you're a hardo. I it's know. real. It's ultimate reality. I could see myself in one of these positions. It would be madness. I. That, it's not scary, real, and if it is real, then if in that moment, I would be scary to other people. So, right. is it scary? Possibly. I think it is, uh, mainly because this is kind of, like I said, I find like this just depiction of madness to be completely insane. And I think... 
even though I joke and I, I love yelling monkey pump whenever we take shots or whatever, I, I, uh, I think the level of insanity and the depravity that you have to have to willingly drink turpentine mixed you with honey fucking just savage. to get yourself through the day, uh, that is a little scary to me that you that humans can go to that depth. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's insane. So and I insane would, to think about in that, that situation. That does st- scare me a little bit. If I had nothing to drink, yeah. in that situation, I would do the same fucking thing. Great. I know you would. I'd be like, here's some paint thinner and ginger. Let's get fucked up. And then yeah. you fucking rage. Yep. And you would oh, just yeah. lose your goddamn mind. So. All right, Andrew, I'll start with you on the next category. Your favorite scene, sir. Are. They're all so good. I love my favorite. So my favorite scene is, it's when he's burying him. Uh, Wake. He's mm-hmm. Thomas is burying Wake, and he's just throwing dirt on him and fucking. Uh, Willem Dafoe is still delivering every line, while dirt is getting thrown in his mouth, and I I have to so wonder great. is that really dirt just getting thrown in your face, mm. or are they putting like food like is it like Oreo crumbs? So that Maybe. you can actually like eat it while you're talking, because yeah. otherwise that's a really unsettling thing. Yeah. As an actor, just be like, here's a bunch of dirt. I'm gonna throw it in your mouth. Shovel down your face. From there. Yeah. Keep talking, cause you're insane. Mm-hmm. So either he's insane, or they were throwing uh, Oreo crumbs on his face. But also, I um, hope they were Oreo crumbs for his sake. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I love that scene because when it, there's a point where um, Ephraim or Thomas mm-hmm. Howard jumps into the grave with Wake and for a moment you feel like he's trying to save him. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like yes, brushing absolutely. his face off, yeah. helping him out, and you're like he realizes that he's what he's doing is insane. And then he just is like, Oh, there's the keys. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't finish burying him, so does he ever get buried? Does he actually die? Well, yeah. Does Rick die in the end? Because he's never fully buried. He never gets fully buried at the end of the movie. So my question is, does he die at the end of the movie? Or what the fuck happens? I don't know what happens. No, 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 no. He gets out of of there, and then he goes into the lighthouse, and that's when he kills him. Oh, yes. That is correct. So um, there's that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you are correct. Yeah, thank you. But one it's, a weird, it's, a weird, it's a weird can scene you, to just, like, you had him, really you could have <laughs> finished burying him, and then you stopped. Well, that's why. He came why? back, and then he bludgeoned him. Why didn't he just finish him? Well, that's a good question. That's not a good question. He didn't. You had him. Is that because right. he's he so insane? He ultimately did finish him. It just finish him! him. Okay. Um, Catherine, my favorite your favorite scene. scene. Yeah, go ahead. I actually like at the very end... Mm-hmm. When he is looking at the light, when he finally gets, like, up to the top of the lighthouse, and he's looking at the light, and he, like, opens the thing, and he's just, like, it just, the sound is, like, it mutes it. Yeah. It mutes it, and you just see him screaming, like, yeah. and I'm just, like, yep. oh, my God. It's so crazy. Like, yeah. so crazy. He's, like, he finally makes it up to the light. And then he just falls down all the stairs, yeah. Yeah. and it's, like, well... Okay, why did you do that? Like, but great. You just finally got up to the light, and he then you see it, mind. and then you lose your mind, yeah. and then you fall down the stairs, and then you die and have birth peck out your inside. I remember the first like, time <laughs> I watched this movie, I actually was thinking to myself, 
I kind of wish they had shown what he saw in the light. But the more and more that I think about it and the more that I've watched it, I'm like, you know what? It's probably better left to the imagination. Absolutely. Like, he just saw the light. Yeah. Whatever it is. That's all he saw. Whatever it represents. But he went absolutely mad. And I thought, that's a great point. Like, the muting of the sound and, like, the inaudible yeah. just scream the before he falls. It. That's scary. So like, actually, That's really cool. I would say shout out to our friend Shano, who yep. has the podcast, the You're Not Listening podcast, because mm-hmm. this would totally be, like, what he was talking about when he was on our podcast, saying that, like, it's the whole environment. So when you're watching it and you're seeing it and you're listening to everything and kind of putting together the pieces all together, it's it's a whole environment yeah. with music. Yeah. Like, in the sound that it creates. And everything. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It creates a whole atmosphere yeah. and like emotion Shano's the best by the way and his podcast is called you're not listening a music podcast yes. if you haven't listened to it yet uh check him out go subscribe leave a review also go back and listen to our best horror scores and soundtracks episode which he was on we were live uh, on youtube for that one so you can actually see our faces if that's something you're interested in andrew you're going to say something go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off you were you held your hand up like you were going to say something no <laughs> was i yeah maybe not no okay fair enough so I was just saying hello. So my favorite song, hello. it has to be it has to be the Willem Dafoe monologue. Oh yeah, the Thomas Wake monologue. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and like just the the two of them, and like when we said before, what this about movie, the monkey pump? No one monkey. said monkey I, pump. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting to that. Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting to that if I could finish before yes, you can being finish. interrupted. Go ahead. Uh, so just like that whole interaction is very scary and disturbing. But it's also funny, like the it's way that hilarious. Like when I, we said before, this movie is kind of a comedy. Like those scenes are why, right? Like when they're talking about the cooking and Robert Pattinson is saying that if he had a bloody steak, he would fuck it. Like right. that's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. And just like the look on Wake, his face, when Winslow says that he's not fond of his lobster, he looks like so genuinely heartbroken. <laughs> it's like it's absolutely hilarious and then he launches himself into this tirade cursing him from the sea gods and all this shit yeah it's fucking like that is funny if it weren't so fucking disturbing you know and then also monkey pump monkey pumps right. off uh any other scenes noteworthy that you guys would like to mention anything else or should we move on? um no those were pretty much what i wanted to cover okay cool uh, at this point, we usually talk about cast replacements or alternatives or cast info, and I would say there should Negative. be absolutely no cast replacements I'm, at any point ever in this movie. Um, you couldn't ask perfect better I, I have cast replacements. You are an idiot. Okay, okay ready? Mm-hmm. Um, you guys. You guys <laughs> should be the cast replacements for the two of them, because you guys are ultimately the same people, and if you did that whole movie... So, Mike, who'd, who'd be who? so Mike just so you know, we're going to finish this dialogue. After this. After this, that's fine. Because we only did half of it, I know, and I was I very disappointed that's fine. by that. That's fine. So, so who, who, would, who would be who? Oh, yes, I'm the old <laughs> sickly man brought here <laughs> by you. Bludgeoned bitch. <laughs> Absolutely. I would hope like, to expect that your husband would be Robert Pattinson yes, in this situation. Yes. So good answer. Very good. Um, very good. You guys. You, you kind of act like insane maniacs when we drink together. So I, I was get, watching I this, and I'm like, this is really Andrew and Mike. I don't like, know if that insane. We're not. In in a lighthouse for eight days. (laughs) This may actually have occurred. I mean, maybe. I can see that. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it honestly could happen. That's that's so 
You great two call. would be my cat replacements. Because I kind of would want to see what that would Great call. Like. Great call. This would be a real life. <laughs> um, it'd be amazing. Any nitpicks for this movie? Nope. I, none, I, I have zero. one. Um, Kat, you have something? I had a couple. So. Sometimes I felt like it was hard to tell what was like real and what was a dream and what was intentional. Well, that's, par- that's part I of the movie, though. I feel like I know, well, but like, I also, I mean, that's the movie kind of is but a dream. How it was and a fever dream, and the whole thing when he's like, fever, yeah, drunk I dream. mean, like when he's like looking up and he's like, is there an octopus up there? Is he seeing that? Is that like a weird thing? Is there going to be a monster element in this thing? Those like, are I visions, don't really know. Yeah. They're visions. Yeah. Yes. Um, As were the mermaid, obviously. You know. The like, other thing that I didn't really understand until I feel like we just started talking on the podcast was that both of their names was, was actually Thomas. Because Tommy, was, Thomas. Right. Ephraim. So That took a while for me to yes, figure out, too, and I it was, was very like, confusing, but once you figure that out, it's very easy. Because I'm like, well, he's saying it, but he's, like, hammered, so is he actually talking about it? Because he's like, I'm Thomas, I'm, I'm Thomas, I'm no. Thomas. If Thomas killed Ephraim. If I may present a question. And he took over his... Right. Okay. Uh, See, this is why I'm, like, a little confused over a lot of this. Two questions, if I I may, for for both of you. What did you think of that twist? And two, once you find out that his name is also Thomas, as is Willem Dafoe's character, are they the same person? Are they the same Um, person? The one thing you could wonder is if it's just one guy Mm -hmm. mining a lighthouse... Losing his fucking mind. I like, mean, is Willem Dafoe wow. an older version of Robert yeah, because, Pattinson's because character in this movie? Because do any of them ever... Huh. Do they both have the same name? Yeah. Thomas, Tom. And there's, like, them talking to themselves. What? 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 Yes. What? Okay. I mean... Otis. My God. He doesn't like when we do that. At the spooky hound dog, folks. Otis, come No, it could very well be the same guy. An older version of him and his younger version, and he's losing his goddamn mind. Yeah. Very well could that be. If there's ever a movie where this would be the case, this is the movie. I think so. I could honestly see it being like a memento or fight club situation, that type of thing. I, honestly, but I mean, I haven't found anything in my research that, uh, you know, confirms that. I just, like, I... Well, when he talks question, to himself, right? it's like, not It's not as if... It never, uh, to be appears as the way another person would talk to another person. Mm-hmm. It, they talk to each other the way that you would talk to yourself. Yeah, probably. Very degrading. Very uh, presumptuous. It's just, oh, absolutely. It's not the way that a normal person would talk to another person. It's as if you were talking to yourself, be like, you're a fucking yeah. idiot. Almost Why as don't if you you're... fucking go do this? And, like, it's not... It, it's it, That's just what I get out of it. Almost as if you're having an argument with your own psyche. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, right. it's not how other people talk that's to other thing. people. Right. That's yeah. a really good point. It's a, a really very offensive way of talking yeah. to yourself. Right. And who's, in, in most cases, I mean, who's harder Who's your on biggest critic? Your biggest criti- critic critic is you. Yeah. You are your biggest critic. Maybe, uh, so, Thomas Winslow, or whatever is actually Thomas, whatever Pattinson's character's name so, actually is. So, here's the problem. Maybe he went to this lighthouse to escape what he did yes. by killing that man. And then man, he lost his and mind. And he lost his mind and turned into Willem yeah. Dafoe. Essentially, if you killed somebody, right, and you were like, I killed this person, but I didn't actually kill them. And then you lose your goddamn mind, and then you're this Thomas, and you're this Thomas. Yeah. And yeah. you're I two mean, different Thomases. It makes yeah. perfect sense. And for this type of movie, that's just what it should be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If yeah. that's not how it is, then I don't know what I'm watching. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. I think, yeah. I think so. And I, I think, like, if you're, if you're capable of 
taking a step back after watching this movie and looking at it objectively, you definitely see the evidence that there is a case for that, I think. You know, in my mind. But, I digress. So, uh, we had no cast replacements. That was pretty much... Oh, so my my nitpick. We uh, we kind (laughs) of got off the the rail there, but that was good discussion, so I'm fine with it. The one nitpick that I had, I, I do kind of wish it leaned a little bit more into the supernatural than it did. For my personal taste, I would have loved that. And as I mentioned before, this is probably one or two scenes away from having it be the best Lovecraftian horror movie ever made. Maybe you get a shot of Cthulhu. Maybe you get a shot of some Lovecraftian crazy cosmic horror monster shit. Something. You're missing the monsters. But, you know, I I understand the point (laughs) of the movie is that it's just about madness and... The only, like, kind of supernatural things that are going on... I mean, you see the tentacles behind right. Pattinson at one yes. point when he's, like, going to punch Willem Dafoe in the face. And the mermaid shit. Yeah. Like, that was obviously the only other supernatural stuff. But, I like, for my taste, that is, like, the only thing for me that could have improved this in any way. I thought so. Uh, I mean... Is Beth best death even worth talking about here? I no, mean, I guess we I wouldn't even one. bother it. Yeah. We've talked about this movie I enough. One. I think that this okay. movie is so perfect that there is no best death. I think there, there is. is. Fair enough. Okay, what's yours? You give it to me. There is there a death? The seagull. Yeah, actually. Yeah, good the one-eyed bitch seagull. The seagull that he literally wails against whatever it is. Also, check the trivia. Uh, I checked it. Uh, no seagulls were harmed in the making of this film. Thank, thank God. God. Yes. Because that was... That was gruesome. Just so everybody that knows, I wouldn't have been offended because seagulls suck. I, I was going to say, I also hate seagulls. If there's seagulls, any bird so. that should be bludgeoned, it's a fucking bird of the gull of right. the sea. Yes. Fuck that bird. So another another interesting fact about Robert Eggers' two movies, <laughs> The Witch and Lighthouse. The both, both movies the have had posters with the animal from the movie, the main animal. So movie I never saw his posters. I never saw these. The goat one. from the witch okay. and the seagull from this movie. Interesting. And if you look at them side by side, it's Black, very interesting. Black Philip, Black Philip, and the seagull. Black Philip is superior to the seagull. I'll put that on our social media. I'll, oh, I'll, for sure, I'll absolutely. For, for Jersey. Okay. Um, also, another question not even worth talking about. Would it make a good haunted attraction? Nope. No. Yeah, I said you, no as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess no. and now now we come to another question where I guess everything is going to be in a matter of degrees. And that would be the MVP of the movie. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you here. Willem Dafoe. Nobody's better. Elaborate. Do you maybe? Do you I feel like to it's fairly maybe obvious a little bit? that he... He's here. Just is. <laughs> no. That's why you love him. I love so myself. Because no. I love myself. He fucking. Ele- he is just perfect in that role. He, he nails every fucking line. Pattinson is perfect just because he's beautiful. But Willem Dafoe, the fucking scoundrel maggot that he is, <laughs> portrays a perfect dirty sea pirate. He really does. And I've never seen one better. Perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. Yeah. Okay. Pattinson's Who's your MVP, Mike? Too. You want me to go? Yeah. Um, I didn't have anything written down here because I just think it's it's so up for debate. Up I, I think I would have to go here. I would have to go Pattinson uh, because... They look alike. Because. because <laughs> he's like you. Yeah. No. Right. No, 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 no. You no. picked the I MVP because he's like you. No, no, no. So hear you me out. You picked the MVP because he's like you. Hear me out. <laughs> what? I think Willem Dafoe's character is actually almost easier to play 
because he's just playing an insane person the entire movie. Pattinson's character is also insane, but he's also trying to play a normal person that goes insane. I think it's established essentially from the first scene that they're together that Willem Dafoe's character is already insane. They bang in. Definitely, I think so. It's but like, I think it's I think it's a little bit more difficult to portray somebody that is descending into insanity than it is to just play someone that's crazy from the get go. So I, while okay. I think they're both A plus fantastic, possible A plus plus A plus plus fantastic. <laughs> I have to give the slight nod here to Pattinson because I think this is the type of role that you know post the Twilight terrible movies. He is trying to take on and be adventurous and differentiate himself from that era of his life when he was oh, a teen he heartthrob. Already, he right? did, he he's did done a bunch of movies. Water for Elephants. This he's is like... Yeah, he's a great actor. So, I but mean, Willem Dafoe is better. I, I hear your argument. I appreciate it. I have a different one. Ye be both, wrong, neither lad. Of them, neither of them are wrong, I would say. What about me? Catherine, your MVP. The lighthouse. You're an idiot. Do you know why? I'm just that's kidding. actually you're a good answer, too. That's actually it's still the best standing. answer. Yeah, yeah true. it sure is. Okay. Yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> your answer to the question. It's a lighthouse. The is, lighthouse is the MVP because yeah. at the end of the day, the lighthouse it's still is there. the MVP. And you know what? Wow. I, actually think, I actually think that is the uh, that's a good answer. That's the best answer. Yep. But your response was no. Is good. it still standing? Well, everyone else is dead. No, you should have just gone. Oh, right. sorry. Like, <laughs> I'll insert the lighthouse sound effect at this point of the episode. So oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, last question, you guys, before we move on to our final thoughts and, and uh, wrap a bow on this little bitch. Do you think that the lighthouse deserves a sequel? Can I start? Yeah, of course you can. So, I think, given my MVP as the lighthouse, I think that, uh, yeah, I would love to see a sequel. I don't think it's going to be a good one because I think I want to see another like oh, set of people news. in the same situation to see what they would do. That right there. I want to see that, but I don't think it's going to be good. I I have very low expectations if there's going to be a sequel, but I do want to see one because I think it would be cool. Let me be clear. There will never be a sequel to this movie. I know that. I but know. it's fun to speculate on what a sequel might be. And I would think something completely different from this movie would make an interesting sequel. Let's say it's the same island, the same lighthouse, a hundred years later. Right. 1990, uh, okay? And there are two people that go out there, like, not even to watch the lighthouse. People that go out to inspect some shit or something like that. And they get trapped there. And they find the mermaid. Yeah. So I would ask you, do we have any final thoughts about the, uh, the penis movie known as the lighthouse? <laughs> um... No, I really liked it. It was a good movie, and I would recommend watching it, but I'm sure you probably already have if you're listening to this podcast, so... Um, it's been out for a little while now, so I feel like most people... Yeah. If you're a horror fan, you probably have seen this. Right. So, like, I don't I feel like it's... We could have spoiled it from the beginning, but no. I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe, maybe this maybe people... Uh, this was too artsy for people? Yeah. I I, I love the artsy aspect yeah, of it. I, love I feel the like artsy I haven't too. had a good artsy, artsy movie that I really liked in a while. The Witch. Um, kind of, but not, not, this was way more than The Witch. Legit question. Way more. Legit question, because I honestly can't remember. Was The Witch also in black and white? Or no. was The Witch in no. color? That was no, in, in color. color, right? Okay, all right, thought so. But this, this was in, this was also in grayscale, not black and white. Correct. Okay. Yes. Oh, I didn't, okay. There's a difference. Well, yes, there is. I didn't um, know that. It's a different ratio, a different scale. Yes. It's gray, it's Look not black you. and white. You it's guys. a very, oh. yeah, it's very artistic film, the way it was shot, the atonal music, the weird accents. Uh, that's why. That's what I was saying. Yes, atonal. Yeah, that's what you want to say. Yes, yes. 
Tell me why you fucking like it. That's what we want That's to know. That's what I said. Now we yes. know. All right, fair enough. Andrew, any final thoughts on The Lighthouse? Final thoughts. This movie was extremely gay, but... <laughs> I'm not gonna not say it. Okay, that's fine. But did you like it? Yeah, I fucking loved it. But it was very homoerotic. Does nobody see that? Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. We see it. We brought it up before. Time. We brought it up before. Okay. Well, yes. that's good. I'm just glad that we brought that up because I feel like we would be doing this movie a discredit if we didn't bring up the fact that it was of course, it has extremely to, it gay. Has to be mentioned. Has to be mentioned. Best movie I've seen in that year. Best. This is, like I said before, top five film I've ever seen. Film. So you, this I is a so fucking film. Also, I also this really movie, liked it. This movie slaps. Okay, so you, I know we both loved Dr. Sleep. You're willing to call this a better <gasps> movie than Dr. Uh, Sleep. It's a film. Same year. It's a not even, it doesn't even count. It's not even the same that's it's the problem. The, this movie doesn't. It's level. not the same. It's so different. Dr. Sleep is a better movie than a better Sleep film? Is an is entertaining uh, He's saying Lighthouse is way better than Doctor Lighthouse Sleep. is better than Doctor Sleep strictly because that movie was not made for money. Right. It was not made for recollection. It was made to be a film, and it was a fantastic film. See, I would argue Doctor, Doctor Sleep, Sleep was is also an made, awesome was, movie. Was, was, was a passion project no. that was made to be I made. Know, it was, no, it was. It was not made to make money. It was a bit no, exaggerated. So. It was. A, uh, it was all about yeah. money. It was a. A sequel to The Shining. Exactly. Right. Same. So I, I think though. I'm on so his, Mike Flan, Mike Flanagan, who wrote and directed that movie, I feel like, okay, well, okay, he can obviously, say obviously, he wants for to any say. any movie, the studio does it for money, the filmmaker himself or herself does it because they want to make the but movie. What is the studio paying that person? Money. So if that person is getting paid more money, who's getting paid more to, for Doctor Sleep? You uh, and McGregor or Mike Flanagan? Easily, you and McGregor. Do we know who's getting paid more? What for is the Lighthouse? No, what did Mike Flanagan Robert make? Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, or Robert Eggers? I would say Robert Eggers. The actors? No way. I'm curious no way. what. What do they make? Do we know what they made? They both made network? millions. I'm sure. Somebody look it up while we're talking right now. I'm but I guarantee you, I bet you, I guarantee you that they both made. By far more than Robert. Because Edgar. without them, they're essentially Robert Eggers is essentially the basketball coach for the team. But without him, there you don't have no a movie. film. Yeah, right. No so film. Without him, you have a stage play that people can act right. out on stage. And it might be good. It might be, might be terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, so oh. discount the director all you want. Yeah, but. I think that's stupid. This movie rocks. This movie rocks. I think Wait, it's one of the best. I didn't discount the this director. One of the best. One of the best horror movies of the last ten years, I think. And uh, it's a great movie. It's one of the best acted movies it I've seen slaps. in recent memory. It slaps. To quote Andrew, and that's what I got. So, I think that's all we got on the lighthouse, you guys. We're gonna wrap this up. Um, here's where you can follow us if you would like more of our ramblings and our social media stuff. You can. First and foremost, find us on ahpod.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror. You will find us. You can also find us on Twitter at Hometown Horror and on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also drop us a line at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. Finally, in terms of listening to our show, you can pretty much get us wherever you listen to your podcast. But I mean specifically Apple, Google, Spotify. Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you get your podcasts. My name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We are happy to have you here. 
And as always, I have been joined by my esteemed co-hosts, Catherine and yes. Andrew. Yes. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. Good night, you motherfucker. Evening. Goodbye, Otis. Otis says bye. Bye. <laughs> At the spooky hound dog. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.